Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live, and our special guest tonight is Ezra Dewey, who we know from various projects such as Criminal Minds and his latest movie, The Gen, which is super creepy and scary, and he's amazing in it. Ezra, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing you. pretty good. I'm excited to talk to you, man. I've been watching you for many years on the screen and uh let's just get right to it uh mm -hmm. when you first got the script okay after you got the part and you saw the script for the gin did it make you nervous that you're gonna do a film with very little dialogue yeah i was kind of excited but yes i was also very nervous because you know i'm so used to like having a bunch of lines and like a couple pages that I have to memorize and do all this. And I've never had to solely go off of just like my facial expressions and like uh, my movements and stuff like that. But I was also excited because like, I was like, yo, I don't have to memorize all these lines and I can just like, like kind of go with it and just like feel it out. So that was pretty cool. That but yes, I was nervous. Now, did uh, the writers uh, and directors, David Charbonnier and Justin Powell, how did they work with you? Uh, were they good? Did they help you? How did that go between those two and yourself? Oh, yeah, they were, they were phenomenal. They made everything, every note that they had to give me, like, before I started or, like, in the middle, like, they made it super clear and really easy for me to pick up. Um, but yeah, it was really easy going and super chill. It wasn't like, obviously it was super, it was professional, but like they made it a nice and fun environment and made it easy for me to just, you know, hang out and have a good time. But yeah, they were very good. How does it feel to be the star of this movie? You are the leading role. And like I said, you carried the movie with all your expressions, your movements, very little dialogue until the very end. Uh, how does that make you feel to have your first starring role? I, it's amazing. Like, I never thought that it would happen because I just like was like acting is kind of just like a thing that I do or whatever. But now that I'm actually like in a movie and I get to see myself on like the big screen, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. It's a, it's a dream come true, basically. <laughs> it's awesome. And this is not just my opinion. Uh, this is widespread from my team and from people that have been commenting on Instagram and other social media. You absolutely carried this film. And I'm not just saying that, you know, to blow smoke either, because... Uh, your performance was really brilliant in the way you carried out this one hour of hell is the best way to describe it, where it was you and this demonic uh, genie, okay, and just horrific. And I found myself at the end of the movie when the clock struck midnight. And I'm yelling at the screen, blow out the candle, blow out the candle. Were there any, uh, when you were reading the script or even when you were acting out the scenes, you're like, okay, so this is what Dylan is doing. But me, if I was in that situation, oh, hell no. I'd be doing something completely different. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when I was when I was watching the movie, um, like the scenes when it struck midnight and I was like hiding around the counter and like right next to the candle, I was like, dude, just go lean over the counter and blow it out. Like, exactly. why are you standing there hiding? But then again, like if I were to just do that, then there wouldn't be really like this crazy scary movie. It would kind of just be like, oh, okay, well, it's done. He blew out the candle. Exactly. Whatever. But I really liked how the directors did not make it cliche. I don't know, you know, like normal, typical horror cliche. Uh, They went some different routes in how you were prevented from blowing out that candle. Of course, the biggest one was the demon taking on the form of your mom uh, in the movie, who you as a young adult is carrying so much guilt over uh when you saw that part of the storyline and not only does dylan have to deal with his genie he makes this wish that we know he regrets at the end uh but you are racked night after night with these nightmares of your mom who committed suicide uh, what did you think of that story in general? The backstory of Dylan. Yeah, it was very, it was very sad, and it was very moving and like eye-opening to me because, you know, I have both of my parents; they're not divorced, and I have a young, amazing little brother, and it's just the thought of like me not having my mom because she killed herself, and me thinking that like, oh, it was my fault. That's yeah. terrible. Like that guilt of like you thinking that it's your fault that your mom is dead that's horrible Mm -hmm. it was very sad to me and reading that script it made me really sad and like think about my family and i was like this is going to be a little tough going through those scenes and thinking about that did you do anything special to get in that preparation mode to portray something that you know luckily knock on wood you do not experience in real life uh but how did you prepare for it basically uh was there anything that you drew on to make you feel uh like how a child would feel the the overburden of that guilt that he's thinking that his mom killed himself and it might be your fault Uh, was there any special process that you used yeah it was it was a lot of like re- relating to him and like a lot of like thinking like well I've lost some people in my life and that makes me terribly sad and I wish that I could have been around them more and the thought of like my mom dying or like one of my family members or losing somebody very important to me like losing a friend or something I'd kind of just like bring that into my acting and just kind of like use that emotion and that energy to bring out uh, Dylan and his emotions okay, into the per- scene. Perfect. Uh, now we see that Dylan has a, what looks like he had an open heart surgery, okay, mm-hmm. in the movie, but that doesn't explain him not being able to speak. He's able to hear, he's just not able to speak. Uh, do you know if that was something that was cut out to the movie? Did they give you an explanation how the heart surgery ties into Dylan's not being able to speak? 
I'm not I'm not entirely clear on why he lost his voice. I just know that he had some sort of surgery in his chest or something like that, and maybe like a sickness or a disease that I had, them removing it or taking it out of my body, like clip something or they had to remove something that would like mess with my voice or something. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Maybe something in like the proce- procedure in my chest, like maybe messed up like yeah. some uh, nerve or something like that. Yeah, because it's obvious. I mean, you could hear, you could hear just fine. It's just that you're not able to speak. Uh, the big takeaway for me from this movie is be careful what you wish for. Because yeah. the consequences of it coming true are more than you're willing to pay. Now, uh, more into the, the story of uh, Dylan, uh, your on-screen dad, who's played by uh, Brian, no, Rob, sorry, Rob Brownstein, how did did he help you out at all with the scenes that you guys had together? How did you and Rob get along? Uh, yeah, he helped a lot. He, I just uh, we talked like on and off set, and we just got to know each other. And he was really good at just like being very uh, comfortable to be around and a very like outgoing guy. Mm-hmm. And he was able to uh, just make it seem like he could uh, be like a father figure to me or like yeah. he was, uh, he treated me like I was actually his son on set and he was just a very, really easy guy to like play off of. And that I think I'm pretty sure that the thing when he's like doing the like eye to eye motion mm-hmm. with his hand, yeah. that's, I think that is something that he came up with. Oh. And we just like kind of did that. And... It worked well. It worked. Yeah. It, it worked really well. Now I want to ask: um, when you're in the middle of a project, right? Uh, you are under eighteen. Uh, how? And there are laws. You could only work what four hours a day. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did shooting take to finish this film? Ooh, I'm not sure, but I don't. I don't think it was a crazy long time. It was like three or four weeks, something like that. I'm not really sure. That's not. But it wasn't. It wasn't a crazy long time. Obviously, it took a little bit in uh, like like post production wise, or like when they were editing it and stuff, because they had to uh, make another movie called The Boy Behind the Door, with which I'm also in. Mm -hmm. But uh. It didn't take a whole long time to shoot it. It was relatively quick, but it came out well. So, How do That's- you feel uh, going into the horror genre? First of all, you know, do you like horror movies? Do you, do you particularly enjoy them? How did it feel being a part of one? Yeah, I, I like horror movies. Well, a lot more than I – well, I like them more than I did before. Because, like, I know how they operate now, and I'm like, oh, that guy's okay. He's got a bunch of people around him. But, like, I think it's definitely – they're a lot more interesting to me instead of being like, oh, that's super scary. Now I can think about it as, like, a – there's a storyline to this. It's not just all blood and guts and just people getting scared. Like, I can actually look at them and, like, learn from them and find their story and stuff like that. And, yeah, I like them them a ton more now. 
I think they're really, really good. Uh, it's a really good genre. What was your reaction when you saw the finished product for the first time? I was blown away. I was speechless. I was like, oh, this is so good. Like with all the music and then the effects and all this stuff, I was like, this turned out so much better than I thought it was going to be. Like I knew it was going to be good, just like shooting and stuff. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. This is so cool. <laughs> so do you know how many uh, kids they uh, or teenagers they actually auditioned for before they ended up picking you? Uh, I think it was a decent amount. I knew they, I knew they have auditioned a decent amount before me. And then they saw me and they were like, okay, this kid's good or whatever. And then they auditioned people after me. I'm not sure the exact, uh, amount, but I think it was a decent amount. How many callbacks did you have to go to? I, oh, hold on. I didn't actually audition for this one. I did one for the boy behind the door, and oh. that's what got me this job. Oh. Sorry. Is... Sorry, yeah. No, but... that's great. You audition for one movie, and you end up getting two. Yeah. Like See, a... I did the audition for the boy behind the door, and then they were just like, wow, this kid would be good for the gin, too. And then they kind of wrote the story, and then they asked me to be on it and i was like oh wow i don't even have to audition this is awesome this is it's a two-for-one deal <laughs> yeah they, they did they did audition a decent amount for uh for the boy behind the door but they did they did say that they knew they wanted lonnie chavis mm -hmm. or chavis but they were looking for uh the other character okay now you've been acting for a very long time uh, I first came to know you on Criminal Minds as, uh, you know, Simmons's boy, Chris, you know. So you got to play with uh, Daniel Henney and Kelly Fry as your parents. I believe your scenes, um, uh, you were on two, you were also on the spinoff, uh, one of the spinoffs, uh, Criminal Minds uh, Beyond Borders. You were in like four episodes of that, and then Criminal Minds proper, uh, two episodes for that. Uh, how was it like working with uh, Daniel and Kelly on Criminal Minds? They're super cool. They're probably, they're super nice, and uh, they're kind of like, they're just like, you know, really chill people. Like, you can talk to them, and they're funny, and they like, are able to make jokes, you know? Whenever we, whenever we see Kelly, like, she's like, hi, how you doing? Like, stuff like that. Like, we've seen her in auditions or, well, not really auditions for, like, the roles I'm going for. But <laughs> we've seen her going for roles in the same building as us. And we always, like, grab a picture or something like that, talk for a while. It's really cool. And Daniel, he's, he's awesome, too. He's really funny. They're, yeah, their characters on the show were amazing. Uh, I was a big fan of, you know, Agent Simmons. Now, what is your earliest memory of that? Because you've been acting for a long time now. Uh, as far back as you can remember, have you always, as far as your memories go, always been in the business? Uh, I was in the business when I was well I first started out modeling when I was five mm -hmm. and then 
we were kind of just like, oh, we, the agency that I was in started like a commercial and like acting and stuff like that. So then I started doing some commercials. I booked like a BMW commercial or something like that. And then I started going for more roles and uh, I, I got into, I was invited to do a music video. It was come, it was called like something in the sky or something mm -hmm. like that. But uh, I did that, and that was, like, one of my first, like, acting in, like, a non-commercial or something like that, this music video. So, which how, was pretty so how do you feel, uh, you know, uh, still a young man, this acting, uh, do you love it? Is it something that you want to do for the rest of your career as you grow up and, you know, become an adult? And move along in your life is is your passion in acting yeah i do i do really like acting it is super fun and it's it's a challenge and it's something to do it's it's really cool but you know i'm also really young so i'm not really sure what i really want to do when i'm older i'm kind of exploring but acting is definitely something that i'm going to do I really do enjoy acting. Now, uh, the the Jin and the Boy Next Door, which I believe is coming out July 29th, uh, is going to open a lot of doors for you. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, have you already uh, started receiving offers or scripts to read uh, because of the Jin and you know the Boy Next Door? It's not officially been released, but there are screeners out there producers have seen it directors have seen it uh has your agent have yourself been receiving more offers now because of those two movies uh sadly not really <laughs> i i hope they do. that would be awesome but not not really uh, i think some will come i hope oh they but... will they will trust me they will they will especially as i mean the jinn was just released uh, not even a week ago, I believe. So, you know, give it some time. And then The Boy Next Door, which looks really good as well. And we're going to get into that next. Uh, personally, I see you having a very bright future in acting. But it, like I said, at the end of the day, it's up to you. It's where your passion lies, where you want to go with your life. But if you do choose acting as your main thing, man, I'm telling you, in the Jin, you carried that movie. Uh, if it wasn't for your performance in the Jin, it would have been an okay demonic movie. Uh, but like, I just can't say this enough on how brilliantly you carried off that role, especially with such little dialogue. Now, uh, let's talk about school for a second. When you're <laughs> on set, uh, I assume they either A, have bring a teacher on the set for you, or they do it virtually. How do they do it? Uh, at the time, they did have, like, a studio teacher there that came every day, and, like, I would have designated school hours throughout the day, which also kind of messed with, like, the working hours, which made it a little tougher because I have a certain – amount of time that I have to do with school along with a certain amount of time that I'm able to shoot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did have a designated amount of time to do school, which obviously wasn't as much as like a normal school day, but 
I did have a studio teacher on set to help me with my work. So when you're not in the middle of a project and you're at home, uh, do you attend regular school or is it done virtually? I, I attend regular school because I have a lot of my friends and I want to be able to see them in person. But yeah, I, I do. I got I, I to ask you this question. All right. So you're going to regular school and I believe you're about to start high school. Uh, what do your, how do your friends treat you as this movie star? I mean, come on, give us the inside scoop. I was your age once. I was not an actor. My face was not on the screen at your age. How do, uh, your friends, uh, treat you when you're not working on a project and you're in school? Uh, they treat me, um, they kind of, they kind of mess with me a little bit. They're like, Sometimes a couple of my football friends, they're like, oh, look at you, actor boy on TV. They kind of make fun of me like that, and they, like, make jokes and stuff like that. But I'm I'm a relatively, like, normal treated kid. I'm not, like, super popular or anything like that. I don't go around school talking about, like, oh, I'm in a movie. In fact, a lot of people at my school don't even know I'm, like, an actor and a model and have a movie. I don't really tell a bunch of people, but I think I'm going to once it's, like, fully out and release and it's been out for a second i'll start telling a couple people but the word the word will get around quick you know no matter how big or small your school is uh now let's talk about the boy next door what can you tell us about this film uh well it's about me and my best friend and we're and we're like uh in sports and stuff and we get kidnapped and it's just about me and him really trying to escape this situation that we're in and it's about me and him solving problems and like trying to get out the way like our age kids would get out like it's a it's a very hide and seekish kind of movie it's very intense and uh eerie and kind of creepy it's it's very it's suspenseful like the gym okay okay now uh that sounds very interesting uh so were you when you got uh, when you auditioned for the boy uh behind the door was it just you know your agent sending in a tape uh sending in a resume and they asked you to come in was the audition via a, a taped audition or did you actually go in in person uh, yeah, we received a script from uh, the directors and writers or the casting directors, and we went in person, and I talked with uh, the casting director, and I did my script in front of the writers and directors, Justin and David, and they seemed to like it, so obviously because I got the job, but uh, yeah, we went there, I did it in front of them, and they really... Uh, they liked it, and I like. So, so how does it feel having someone on set who is close to your age, like Lonnie Chavez? Uh, does that make you feel more relaxed, more comfortable? Somebody you can relate to, someone you can talk to, as opposed to working with an entire just an adult crew and uh, cast members. It was nice. I definitely was like. Uh, a lot more uh, happy. Well, well, I was obviously happy shooting the gin, but like, 
it was it was nice because I got somebody to like mess around with like when we were eating lunch I could like talk to him and do my homework with him and talk about like games or sports or something like little kids would yeah. talk about and yeah he was he was fun dude we're friends and I I'd enjoy I'd do another movie with him anytime it was awesome so how did your family react when, you know, they got the news that you got the boy behind the door and you got the star leading role in the gin? Uh, they must have been ecstatic, right? Yeah, they were they were super happy because this was like because none of my other family are actors and they haven't experienced this before. They were like, oh, my, my mom was like, my baby got a movie. <laughs> we're going to do this. He's going to go to LA and he's going to shoot this movie. And like, we've been like, my mom's been putting in so much work. Both of my parents have been putting in so much work, driving me to LA like a bunch of times to like do this, uh, do auditions. And then actually the work just finally paying off mm-hmm. and me to shoot a movie. They were so happy for me and they were super supportive throughout that whole process. It was it was awesome. I can imagine. Now, during the filming of the Jin, were there any scenes that you actually spoke and they're like, "Oh shoot, I'm not supposed to speak," and they, do you have to redo that scene or whatnot? Uh, yeah. I think this one scene, I like, I was a, uh, I think I like screamed a little bit because <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, because. I don't know. That's just a reaction that would happen, and they were like, "Shh, you told me." But so, I was, I was, I was relatively good at, you know, just being nonverbal. But so, yeah, there was a couple times. So you didn't find it that difficult playing uh, uh, a teenager that doesn't have the ability to speak in any way whatsoever. Oh, it was it was difficult, but yeah, it was it wasn't super crazy challenging. It was different, of course, but it was it was pretty cool. Now, what did you think about the concept of the whole demonic genie, the jinn itself, that can grant you a wish? Uh, of course, you come across it in the closet in that book that you found, and you got to the part where there's, I believe it's called the Wishmaster. It doesn't necessarily use the word demon, I don't think. Uh so, I mean, you would think, now being your age and putting yourself into your character's shoes, do you think what Dylan did is normal? Like, would you have done the same thing? If you were in Dylan's situation, and let's say you couldn't speak, you came across this book, and in this book it says you could summon this wishmaster, but we know now it's a genie, would you have done it? Would you have done that spell to get your voice back? Hmm. To be honest, I probably wouldn't have because I'm kind of scared of that kind of stuff. Like if I come across like a like a scary like weird book, I'm like I probably think like oh this is poop. Like this isn't this isn't gonna work. Like ghosts aren't real. Stuff like that. And like. But I'd be kind of scared to do it because, like, I'm, like, when a couple of my friends do the Ouija board, I'm, like, dude, I don't mess with that kind of no, stuff. Don't, you don't. guys have fun, but, no, yeah. S- stay away from that. Stay away from that stuff. Trust me. Uh, 
Now, the ending, okay? The ending was phenomenal. A big twist. Basically, what the book said, you know, uh, Dylan did not take it seriously about, you know, the consequences. If you survive the hour, what, you know, the toll that it's going to take on you. What did you think of that ending when uh, you did survive the hour, you blew out the candle, you th- we think you vanished the demon, but then we get that big twist when your dad arrives home from the night shift and we see that play out. Uh, how do you feel about that ending? I think I think it was definitely a, a good ending because, you know, most horror movies, they, they escape and then it's just like happily ever after, but... They decided to go with a different, you know, ending. And I think people didn't really expect that. And I think that's good because people were probably expecting me to see my dad, go give him a big hug, fall to our knees crying and happy. And me have a voice and he's like, whoa, where did this come from? But no, the guy, the djinn came, choked him out, took his voice. and Yeah, I thought the ending was brilliant. You know, you know, you've heard this probably before. The ending of any movie can either make or break it. And mm-hmm. I thought the ending that they went with was great. I was actually a little bit surprised when the demon popped up behind uh, your dad on the scene and he started choking him. Uh, I thought he was dead. Uh, I thought that would be the toll that you would have to pay for getting your wish granted. I was glad to see that He didn't die, but he just lost his voice. Uh, Do you think it would have been better or worse? There's no right or wrong answer. If they would have killed your your character's dad on the movie. Do you think they did the right choice by keeping him alive and just losing his voice? Or do you think it would have been more believable if the genie took his life and his soul? I think I think it was good that they kept him alive because now you have to think about how Dylan messed with this outer world thingy and now his dad can't talk and he's going to have to deal with that guilt for yeah. the rest of his life like he like he doesn't have the guilt for his mom dying because she told him that it wasn't his fault but now He's got another guilt. He's got a guilt that he just ruined his father's job. He kind of ruined his father's life because now he doesn't have a job. He can't speak or do the things that he loves. But it makes him feel like, I'm so selfish. I just ruined my dad's life. I mean, poor Dylan. I mean, you really got to feel for this character. Uh, having to deal with his mom's suicide having those recurring nightmares night after night where he walks into the kitchen as his mom's about to commit suicide, not being able to speak. And then, you know, after the night that you got rid of the gin, you survived the hour, you are actually able to confront your mom in your dream and ask her, you know, if I was different, would you have not done it? Would you have stayed alive? And mm-hmm. she's like, no, it's not you. And I felt that was closure for Dylan, at least when some closure, you never get over the fact of losing your mom, but it helped him sort of put it in a better perspective. And then to have the following morning happen, what happens to your dad, 
you really got to feel bad for your character, Dylan. Uh, do you agree? I mean, did you feel bad for this kid? Yeah, I do feel bad because he, like, was just trying to get his voice back. And he just wanted to, like, be kind of normal. And, mm -hmm. like, he was thinking, like, hey, I get my voice back. My dad can hear my voice again. And I can live my life normally, hang out with kids and stuff like that. But he never really was thinking that the unintended consequence that the book said. So he went through all this thing thinking it's going to be okay. My life's going to be great after this horrible night. And uh, But he just ruined his dad's life. So I do feel bad for him. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a couple people who are like, yeah, you idiot. You ruined your dad's life. I don't feel bad for you at all anymore. But yeah. I, I feel bad for him. I loved how in the script they wrote it out that your dad was a DJ. So his yeah. livelihood, his way of making money relied on him being able to speak. I also love watching the little hints in the movie. Like we know, even in the synopsis of the movie, that Dylan is mute. He can't speak, but we're not sure if he can hear or not. And in the very beginning few min uh, sorry, minutes, we see you listening to a Walkman. Yeah. So it answers those questions, and I like how it answers those questions that you are able to hear. And again, with your dad being a DJ and the ultimate toll of him losing his his voice, not just it doesn't affect him personally. You mean, like you said, he can't work anymore. What would you say is the hardest part about being an actor? Hmm. Uh, the hardest part is just kind of, I wouldn't say it's at, in my position at the moment, like super hard and stressful, but just, I don't know. I just kind of, I don't really uh, enjoy doing a crazy amount of lines. I mean, I know that's kind of, a little weird because that's what acting's about but i just don't like memorizing lines that's kind of hard for me even though i'm good at it and i can memorize lines really easily it's just hard for me to sometimes really like figure out my character and like play someone different because like the roles where i'm kind of just able to be myself like i know that's easy because i can be myself but i just it's kind of hard sometimes for me to portray and like learn different people and like become somebody entirely different than what I am. But I'm definitely gonna, I'm gotta, I gotta learn about that. I've got to practice mm -hmm. and do more scripts and become different people. And I got to do my research and stuff like that. But it's going to come, it's going to come in its due time. Uh, now, did you have any formal, uh, even workshops in acting before you started doing it? Because, I mean, let's all you know face the truth. Acting is, is talent. You either have it or you don't. You're born with it. Uh, you know, people who have the raw talent can refine it by taking classes. But if you don't have it, you don't really have it. You have it. You have that talent. It was given to you. So did you take any kind of acting classes or workshops uh, as a little kid to help you figure out how to do the movements, how to memorize lines and whatnot? Uh, I've done, I did a couple like little like acting classes during the summer, but I never really stated them because I just, 
I didn't really enjoy them. Uh, of course, like in roles for like uh, different shows, I do like little one-on-one sessions <laughs> with coaches that would like help me do my lines and like figure out my roles a little bit when I was having troubles and give me point me in a direction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I never really did like some hardcore like uh, acting classes. I never did any of that. I kind of just was good at memorizing lines and did it with, I just practiced with my mom and my dad. Like I said, it's a, it's a talent. Now in the movie, you signed, you sign language. Did they uh, teach you and how well did you pick it up? Uh, yes, they had a, one of the uh, crew members happened to know sign language. So she was able to help me out and learn those sign language uh, lines she we would have like a skype or a zoom meeting or whatever and uh she would help me refine those signs uh i didn't really learn i didn't learn all of the sign language i just learned my lines which Mm -hmm. i wish i would have learned like all of sign language because i could like put that on my resume like hey i know asl and stuff like that but i just she just helped me learn my my uh my sign language lines Okay. Okay. Do you know if Rob, uh, did he know sign or did he have to, along with you, learn it as well for his lines? If you know. Uh, not really sure. I think maybe he knew a little bit, but I would, I would, I'm thinking that he also like, uh, learned a little sign language too off of somebody. Okay. Okay. Now, the biggest thing you hear from actors and is you got to be able to take rejection, okay? Now, mm-hmm. you've, been, you've had a lot of success at such a young age, uh, but rejection is just part of the job. Now, as you get older and you continue with acting and there's a role that you really want, but let's say you don't get it... Um, how are you mentally preparing for that moment to deal with rejections? And you got to keep in mind, rejections have nothing to do with you or your talent. It's just that it just means that they're looking for somebody that might be a little taller, a little shorter, or talk a little differently. Uh, is there anything you're doing to prepare for how to deal with rejection that will inevitably come in this business well uh yeah me and my mom when we do these auditions and i'm getting far into it i'm doing the second callbacks and the like the uh what do you call it the screenings and working with the actors that have already got booked Mm -hmm. on the job like when i get really close like that we just think about it as like, Hey, it's just an opportunity just to get in front of people. Like you're probably not going to get the job, whatever, but you'll, they'll see you and they'll say, Hey, let's bring this kid in for the next one or whatever. But, uh, when you do, when you do get really close and you like that role and they just go with somebody different, even though you think you did better, just, it kind of sucks, but hey, that's whatever you got to just move on. You got to just go with the next one. And eventually uh, you get the job, like the gin. Like I've been doing a bunch of like Disney and Nickelodeon stuff and getting really, really, really close because they really liked me. And then they just went with somebody like uh, that was more uh, 
taller, like you said. Yeah, or, it could be anything. So, taller, shorter. It has nothing yeah, to do with your talent. Ethnicity, something like that. Okay. But, yeah, just now, you got to keep going and got to keep trying. Now, you have done both TV and film now. Uh, if you put school in the equation at your current age, starting high school, uh, for the next four years, if you were to continue acting, which I hope you do, because we would love to see more of you on the screen, would you rather have something that's on TV or just be doing films that last anywhere between a month to three months at a time? Uh, on At my school, uh, I think I would do both because, yeah, TV and TV, like TV shows and stuff like that, they, they're like over and over, like episode after episode after episode, long shoots because you got to finish a season. But at uh, my school... I think so far they've been good with uh, like the whole online thing now because people are like getting good at like putting all the assignments online, having the Zoom meeting. So I think it'd be way easier now to do TV and film because of the current state and the COVID and we what extents we've had to go to in schooling. Yeah, that's I I do both. I do really enjoy movies, and I haven't had a chance to work on, like, a full-length TV show where I've been the main character, yeah. so I'm still waiting for that. Now, was the Jins, uh shot during the whole uh, COVID lockdown? No, it was it was before, it so was before. we were, yeah. Okay, okay, well, that was good, that was good. Uh, to date, what has been your favorite project? Whether it's Criminal Minds, The Jin, The Boy Behind the Door, I mean, what, which one do you did you enjoy the most? I do definitely enjoy The Jin the most. That, that was, was that was very fun to me. It was such a cool and and cool and crazy uh, movie. It was very fun, very tight crew, very fun people to be around. Uh, yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. It was awesome. amazing. Awesome. That was my favorite one by far. Now, when you you know have time to kick back, what kind of movies do you like watching? Uh, action, uh, sports, movies, horror. What do you, what do you enjoy watching? I I like watching uh, action. I do like all the Avengers, and I like I like a couple like uh, military movies. I don't know, just like. Uh, like uh, some of that. I like uh, Transformers. I like all the Pirates of the Caribbean. I do like uh, like Stranger Things and kind of oh, creepy yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I kind of like I, I like a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm not really stuck to one genre of movies that I like. To this day, what would you say is your favorite movie? Right now... The Pirates of the Caribbeans. Those are really cool to me. Those are I really cool. like Johnny Depp. He's he's a great actor. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's, Those are fun. He is because they, they, they have a ton of action and there's like some like weird stuff in it, but that's also funny too. There's some comedy in there because it's like Disney and stuff. Oh, but, yeah. it's great. It's great. Yeah. I love the the Pirate of Caribbean, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Um. When you're not working, school, what are your hobbies? What do you like to enjoy do? Sports? Yeah. 
I'm I'm starting I'm playing football right now. We're actually having summer practices, but I'm on vacation right now. I'm actually in Idaho visiting some like family. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm doing that right now. But when I get back, I think after in like a week after I get back, we're starting. Well, I'm going to be attending the summer workouts and practices. We're going to be doing like strength and speed training and stuff like that for my high school. That's, yeah. That's really cool. At school, are you in any kind of drama clubs or anything like that? No, I'm not. I think You see, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. I think you just doing what you like, sports, uh, the drama part, hell, you're doing that professionally, right? Yeah. You know, so what's the point? Uh, now, uh, let's see, I mean... To the get to to wrap up with, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the boy uh, behind the door. Would you say you are a co-lead? Would you are a supporting actor in that? What would you classify your role in the boy behind the door? I think, I think in some cases, well, I am obviously a co-lead because it's about me and my friend getting kidnapped. But there's a lot of uh, since I'm uh, here, I don't want to really spoil anything, but uh, I think in some parts of the movie, it's more of the other actor because he's doing a lot of action stuff and I'm kind of like in distress and like sad and like getting abused and stuff like that. But uh, I think it is kind of like a co-lead because we're both super important in the story and we're the main characters, but I also am kind of supporting in some parts in some parts but okay. not really okay that's cool that's fair enough now i asked me and your mom had a conversation and i asked if she would join us towards the end of the show mm-hmm. because i would love to talk uh to parents of you know uh children who are in the hollywood industry so if your mom is your mom around to uh join us right now yeah she's right there <laughs> She's kind of like, ah, oh, make some room on the couch for mom. I'm just going to sit on the other chair. Next no, to no, 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 Ezra, stay with us. Stay with us. Okay. okay. There hey, Aurora, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, you know, parent to parent, okay? Now, when we have our kids, we can all see that their personalities from a very young age what is it about ezra that you saw as his mom that said you know what let's give him a shot at modeling let me try him out for that or acting explain to us uh, i've always wanted to ask the parents of uh you know teen actors how it all started with their children um, actually, so Ezra, he's always been very outgoing and independent and very like wanting to know everything that's going on and like kind of likes to be in the mix of everything. Like he was the kid that you would like drop him off at school and he's like, bye. Or if you go to a park, he's like, bye. You know, he's off doing his own thing. Um, but it was actually a friend of mine who was a photographer and also a talent scout that we had become friends with. And so, you know, he met Ezra 
and uh, got to know him. And he was like, come over, let's do his headshots. And then he got signed with a modeling agency and that's how it started. Wow. And so I, I was like really excited and you know, he just started booking stuff like right off the bat. And we were driving from San Diego to Los Angeles like several times a week. And so if he had not been successful, we probably would have quit. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, it's, it's it was totally organic. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> I just kind of like supported the thing. Yeah, super supportive. <laughs> I was like, oh, this opportunity, let's bring him there. And like, yeah. oh my gosh, he's gonna audition for this. And then, you know, he started modeling and then doing commercials and then um and then they got a theatrical department and then they started sending him on theatrical and it just it's very like it just happened no he didn't wasn't like i want to be an actor or a model mm-hmm. and i wasn't like i want to push you to that thing yeah. it just happened now in your wildest dreams you know him about ready to get started high school, did you ever think that you guys would be in this situation with his career? Definitely not. Yeah, it's... No, uh, we feel like we're normal people. Oh, yeah. And we're like, if, if it ends today or tomorrow, like, it's totally fine. Like, now, oh, I totally understand. I got to ask you now, parent to parent, okay? Uh, what concerns do you have for your son as he you know continues to grow up and being in hollywood as a mom what concerns do you have as a parent i mean you know what does it what worries you um maybe just like bad influences a little bit and maybe you know being exposed to things that you know, maybe other kids. I mean, there's bad stuff everywhere, right? Um, I feel like though we've been very open and communicative with him and like I tell him all the bad stuff. We don't sugarcoat anything. Mm -hmm. I pair him and we have the conversations all the time, like what to look out for. And I've always taught him to be like super modest. (laughs) And he's like, he's like the worst. He is like, so modest i'm like ezra celebrate like come on (laughs) he's like modest to a fault like like he said that he doesn't tell his friends you know you're like ezra you're on tv that's you that's that's you i mean celebrate it than him (laughs) i mean i get excited i just like don't always like or like Oh my God, that's me. He's very humble. Well, Aurora, put yourself in his shoes. Imagine growing up, this is the life you know. So it's not like us where like, you know, it would. it's like, wow, look, that's me on TV. When you sort of grow up into it, it's a whole different mindset and your mind sort of becomes molded and saying, okay, this is normal, you know? So that's how I yeah. w- would imagine it is. Yeah, I I feel like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's definitely never had to, like, want for it. Maybe that's it, too. He's just always doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really in his shoes, but. How proud are you of him? I'm so proud of him. And, like, I 
like I said, like, I didn't know that he was this talented. Like on the set of The Gin, they're like, David and Justin, the director writers, they're like, oh my God, he's so amazing. And I'm like, you're just saying that. No, <laughs> no, he really is. I'm not, wasn't blowing smoke either. He carried that movie. No, so then when I saw the movie and I saw the reviews, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so talented. I mean, I knew that he was talented. But, you know, to hear it from people in the business or I'm his mother. So, of course, anything he does is wonderful. Yes. But it's different. So now I'm like, oh, yeah, they're really telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he has something because he's, you know, done this. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I just try to be supportive of him. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Have you been with him on most of the sets that he's been on the whole day? Um, yeah, we've been on a lot of sets. Um, we've also like got the grandparents, my parents, um, to come and actually like stay with him in LA for like a longer duration, like during the gin. Cause they got work. Cause we work. Mm -hmm. My parents were awesome enough to come and like stay the two weeks and, you know, be chaperones for him. So we have a really good support system. So I, Ezra in about five years will buy you your mansion. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a mansion. <laughs> We're perfectly happy with what we have. Exactly. You guys, you guys seem like a great family and you guys are so blessed. And it's been an absolute honor talking to both of you, Ezra. I wish you the best of luck with whatever you choose in life. And you don't have to choose yet. you got plenty of time. If you do decide to continue with acting, which personally, selfishly, I'm going to say I hope you do. Because <laughs> you are super talented. And I would love to see more of you on the screen as you continue to grow up. Aurora, you've done a wonderful job with Ezra being such a supportive mom and being there for them, for him. Uh this has been an awesome hour. Thank you so much to the both of you. I'm looking forward to seeing the boy behind the door when it releases next month. Any final thoughts you want to share with your fans, Ezra? And you do have quite a few. Uh, yeah, just definitely don't forget to watch the boy behind the door. That's going to be another crazy, awesome movie. That's also directed by Justin and David, and they yeah. did an amazing job just like the gin. And, uh, yeah, you get to see me in it along with my friend Lonnie. Uh, it's going to be a good movie, and I awesome. just I hope you guys enjoy it. Awesome. I've got some advice for Aurora. Keep the girls away. Oh, yeah, he, he's not going there yet. Yeah, keep, yeah. Yeah, keep the girls not away. He's like 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep the girls he's away. He's a gentleman, though. So. Exactly, exactly. Thank you guys so much for being on. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor uh, thank you to our audience who is tuned in tonight. And if you're watching this later on, uh, again, thank you guys. This has been a thank brilliant, you. fascinating, informative hour. It's been great meeting you, Ezra. Ezra. It's been nice great meeting you, you, Aurora. I wish you thank guys you. nothing but the best of luck. Thank and you. Uh, till next time, to our audience, on behalf of Aurora, Ezra, and myself, stay safe, stay walking. Good night.